Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about burnout because I just can't avoid this word or this topic for very much longer. I know I've done a couple episodes around burnout. And I know if you follow me at all on social media, you know my tools and tips and tricks to overcoming things like burnout, overwhelm, stress. I've given you those tools. But if you haven't had a conversation with me about this, I I wanted to dive a little bit deeper. And so I went and did a little bit of research. Um, I follow someone who's a clinical psychologist. And it's one of those things that, you know, I'm not a doctor. These are not doctor recommendations. I have no, (laughs) no foot to stand on when it comes to that. These are just my experiences and things that I know, and that I've researched for you for this podcast episode that we can talk about. Because I honestly didn't even know I was experiencing it until people kept talking about it. And then I was like, well, shit, maybe that is what I'm experiencing. But I'm always quick to push things off and not really, I don't like to like label things, right? So many of us think of burnout as just like another term for overwork or I don't know, mental exhaustion. But burnout is a lot more than just feeling stressed out. It's actually a psychological condition that affects one's outlook on life and work, which I guess can lead to depression and apathy and all kinds of different things. And if you leave those burnout symptoms unaddressed for too long, it can make your day-to-day responsibilities just feel so heavy. And people find it difficult to function like literally in every aspect when they're experiencing this. So these are eight common signs of burnout that I've read that people experience. I've experienced a lot of these that might be helpful for you to look out for if there are some things that just feel really off, but you haven't really put like a label on it. And again, I'm not a huge fan of labels. Maybe you're not either, but I think sometimes we don't recognize the things that are happening and we just are trying to accept them for how life is or what's going on or how we are. Like one of my favorite things I used to say before I started doing this type of work was that's just who I am. Take it or leave it. You know, I mean, just looking back now, I was like, God, so cringy as my kid would say. All right. So the first out of the eight is (laughs) these are easy ones. Feeling easily irritated, frustrated and overwhelmed. You may feel like what you're doing doesn't matter as much, or you may feel more pessimistic than usual. And there are definitely seasons throughout the month, right? Season through the month, not seasons throughout the year, seasons throughout the month where I'll feel more irritated, frustrated, and overwhelmed for sure, right? We're four different people in a month. But the second one is you have little to no motivation. Burnout makes what you do less enjoyable. When you feel you have little internal motivation to work on your tasks, you're you're likely experiencing burnout, right? Life shouldn't be that hard. The third piece, maybe you can't sleep. This is a huge one for me. I just chopped it up to I'm not a good sleeper. But you may like wake up feeling tired as if you haven't even slept at all. A feeling of heaviness is super common. It's hard to feel enthusiastic about anything. And it takes like a real effort to just put one foot in front of the other. Maybe it's number four for you. Maybe it's just emotional fatigue. Burnout can be caused by all sorts of things we know, right? Work, maybe you're in school, 
Maybe your relationships are really challenging right now or several other things in your life that require effort and involve like an emotional investment. And again, you may be feeling more pessimistic, maybe just emotionally drained, or that your work doesn't even really matter anymore. I know for me, that's how hair started to feel for me, that like work just didn't even matter anymore when I had loved it for so many years. And it was because so much was going on in my life outside of work that I was experiencing this emotional fatigue. This was a huge one for me. And like, I know everybody experiences or encounters like negative thoughts and difficult emotions from time to time. And it's true. It's essential to recognize when these are becoming like unusual for you. And I recognize like I'm unusually emotionally fatigued. I'm unusually like checked out. So that was a big one for me. The fifth one is compassion fatigue. People who help people are most likely to suffer from burnout, both professionally and within like your family dynamic. So if you're in the service-based industry, like (laughs) this is probably one where you're like, oh yeah, that's me. Because so many of you listening to this show help people in one way or the other, whether you're a coach or an entrepreneur or a podcaster, or you're in the beauty industry, or you found me some other way, you probably serve somebody. Like the depletion of feeling empathetic or caring or like the compassion that you maybe normally used to have with your clients isn't there anymore. That can definitely be a sign of burnout. The sixth one is physical exhaustion. This is a no brainer, right? A chronic amount of stress can manifest as physical symptoms in our body, such as headaches, stomach aches, a weaker immune system. Maybe you're continuously getting sick, right? The physical exhaustion is so real. Number seven, maybe trouble concentrating or paying attention is your symptom. Our bodies are not designed to handle stress in in large amounts, really only short bursts. When stress becomes chronic, this focus like continues and making it makes it really challenging to, to focus on anything else. We know that stress can weaken all sorts of things like our problem solving abilities It makes us more absent-minded or indecisive. Hello, like how many fights have you gotten into because you couldn't make a decision about what you wanted for dinner once you got home after a long, exhausting day, right? Who knew you could get into a drop-down, drag-out, almost get a divorce fight because you couldn't decide if you wanted pizza or cheeseburgers? Like the stress is real, right? After a day. Number eight, this last one. Have you been neglecting your own needs? Maybe you have noticed that turning towards unhealthy coping strategies like drinking at the end of the day, eating a bunch of junk food or avoiding exercise, self-medicating becomes an endless torturous cycle. I've watched it happen to so many people I know. I've done it myself. Pre-COVID, I never had wine at my house. Never. I was a social drinker. I'd love to go out for a glass of wine or two, but you wouldn't catch me drinking it during the week because I know it made me feel like shit. And, you know, during that season, I had nowhere to be in the morning. So I could go from the iced coffee straight to the glass of wine. And that bad habit continued. And I've slowly been weaning myself off of it because I've noticed I use it as a coping mechanism. And once I recognized that's what I was doing, I had to do something about it, right? Because once we know better, we have to do better. And same with food, you know? food was a means to an end. Like I earned it. I deserved it. I was neglecting the needs of what my body really truly needed and wanted and using food as a way to cope with that. 
Okay, so maybe you're a few of these. Maybe you're all of these things. You're burned out. Okay, cool. You're like, I got it, Jess. Now what? Now what do I do? First of all, there is no shame in prioritizing your needs. If you are new here, I am a huge advocate for putting yourself first. I am the hype girl, the tough love mama that will remind you of this every single time you tune into the show. You cannot pour from an empty cup. But what did I do? Once I realized, I quit my job. I quit my job. That's a little drastic. And probably many of you can't do that or don't maybe want to. You know, leaving the stability of a six-figure business that I had built over 20 years was a very scary move. But it's paying off in the most massive ways. It's not even funny. The energy I feel, the healing process that started to happen because I've been giving myself time to process through the things that were draining me in every single one through eight of these. But here are maybe a few (laughs) less dramatic ways that you can start to do your own healing process, things that you can do to start to undo what is what is going on currently. First thing you're always going to hear from me is to get active. Exercise is the first, I guess, line of defense against burnout. It's what's kept me operating at this level for so many years. It is my mental health clarity. You may not want to go for a run, but maybe you want to go dance. Maybe you want to dance at a, at a dance studio. Maybe you want to just turn some music on your house and dance. Maybe you want to do a few laps around your neighborhood. I moved to the most beautiful quintessential neighborhood and I've never loved walking more. I crave it daily. It's where I go to tune out. It's where I go to tune in with myself. It's where I go to get one-on-one time with my favorite podcasters. It's, it's, my, it's my space. Whatever it takes In doing that movement, you're sending a message to your body that everything is okay. This alone ultimately resets the stress response, which is a crucial factor in beating burnout. Second one, say no. We've talked about this a million times. If you consider yourself a people pleaser, maybe you're recovering, but maybe you're a people pleaser. And I don't see anything wrong with service-based industry people being people pleasers. Like at some level, you have to be. It's part of the job. But you probably take on too much to avoid disappointing anyone else. Saying no if if you're already running out of time in your day assures more stress in your life, for sure. Assess your current commitments and reconsider the ones that are not so essential. The immediate relief of saying no to certain things, like always surprises me. I'm just like, so grateful. I just took that off my schedule. So grateful. I said no to that thing, right? The stress of trying to fit it all in when really it doesn't align with where I'm at currently is such a beautiful thing. And one of my mentors and friends, Lori Harder talks about the power of saying no so that you can say yes to the things that really matter to you. The next one is to connect like we're doing right now. Talking about burnout with your friends, your loved ones can be a really good source of support. Your friends, family, maybe coworkers can help you see that burnout is a process, not a failure. Sometimes when we hit burnout, we're like, oh my God, what didn't I do? I did something wrong. Like I shouldn't be feeling like this. And again, sometimes we just need to connect with other people so that we can understand like what's actually happening. And maybe those around us can fill in the gaps so that we can have some stress relieved from our our life. You know what I mean? 
And I honestly feel like the connecting piece that was missing for me were people outside of my current circle of life who like really knew me. I wanted to be around other people who were doing things differently. And that's why I started the Insiders Collective Mentorship because I wanted to host a community of women who were open enough to share and connect about the things that were going on in their life and the accountability piece that's brought to this group, the experiences that are shared connects us all so that we can work through seasons of burnout. The next piece I want to share is cultivating a really rich and strong non-work life. I'm going to repeat that non-work life. It is so important to be able to leave work at work and find activities that bring you joy, whether it's a hobby, whether it's playing sports, volunteering, find something that is truly rewarding to you. I started this podcast as that. This was a hobby slash way for me to process and to connect and to expand myself. It's been one of the most beautiful journeys I've ever put myself on. I'm so grateful I get to do this work with you. I'm so grateful to be given a platform where I can help maybe one person by having these real raw, vulnerable conversations. I just, it's honestly one of the biggest pieces I've found to eliminating the burnout is creating really important things that are not part of work. And then the last piece, well, there's two more. It's getting enough sleep. I mean, so many of you don't get enough sleep. And I know this to be true for myself for a while back in the day, but sleep's one of the most beneficial things you can do for yourself. If you have trouble getting to bed at a normal time or a reasonable time, or consider yourself like a night owl, I want you to try some of the following strategies. Keep your bedroom as cool as possible. I guess studies show that 67 degrees is optimal for a quality night's rest. Try a meditation app. If you're having trouble sleeping or winding down at the end of the day, try a guided meditation. These help me a ton especially if you're traveling a lot and you're staying in different hotel rooms. That's, it's great for me to calm my mind and my body. This last piece is huge though. Be consistent. Try to go to bed and wake up about the same time every day and your body should adapt really quickly to your schedule and going to be bed won't be such a conscious like effort anymore. The next two are practicing self-compassion. After you've been working hard for a really long time, it's easy to feel like you've lost your purpose or feel like a failure. Like I said about myself earlier, You know, when you turn kind of toward those uncomfortable thoughts and feelings with kindness and compassion, I had to say to myself, you've spent 22 beautiful years committed to this industry. It served you so well for so long. It's okay to be in a different season of your life now at 42 than you were at 17 when you chose this career. And yes, bitch, you can make anything work, but you don't have to prove that to anybody anymore. Putting myself first choosing what I want versus what my clients wanted from me was so hard. So hard. People want to see you in the, in the way that they want to see you. And so change is very difficult for people around you. But consider what you'd say to a friend in your situation. You'd probably offer some kind words rather than criticize them. I want you to do the same for yourself. And again, I'm practicing what I'm preaching right now because I'm in that season. And then the last one, I had to do this again recently. I had gotten away from talk therapy, but schedule a therapy session. These are game changers if this is what you need. It can help you really like identify the causes of burnout and then find coping mechanisms that maybe aren't on this list. But just simply expressing your feelings and being validated 
is such an amazing way to lessen, I guess, like the burden of burnout. I feel like through my research around this podcast episode, I honestly have found the biggest support is through these groups inside my membership that I've created. It's really a mentorship where we come together as a community and we share the space with each other. And a lot of times people want to shoulder this shit by themselves. You know, maybe you're someone who's like, I got it. I'll figure it out. I'm fine. Famous last words. I'm fine. (laughs) I never want to answer I'm fine or I'm okay. Like, I know we can't always be in a season of I'm fucking great, but can we aim for that? And I'm, I'm done with the season of toxic positivity shaming. I want to fucking be positive all the time. I want to feel good. I want to have tools in my tool belt for when I start to feel little creeps of burnout or overwhelm or stress. I want to go into the bag and pull some things out that are going to shift me. They're going to help me have that perspective shift to get my head back in the game so that I can enjoy my life, even if I'm in a tough season where work is difficult, where maybe life isn't, you know, serving you up shit that you want on a platter. How can you still do the hard things and make them fun and enjoyable by creating these self-compassion practices by going to bed early, by creating amazing hobbies and things outside of your career that fulfill you, getting a really strong no muscle going, getting yourself active, move your fucking body, do something. I don't care what you do. There is no wrong way to work out. There is no right way to work out. Do the things that you're going to be able to be consistent with. Start there. So if you've realized through this podcast that you've experienced some burnout or if you know somebody who could benefit from listening to these things because you know this is exactly what they need to hear, send it to them. Put this in your back pocket so you can be reminded of the things that matter that will help you in the long run. Because we want longevity. We want to feel good in our day-to-day. We want to know that the things we're doing make a difference. We don't want to just show up to show up. We want to show up and show out. Am I right? Or am I right? (laughs) I'm right. I love you so much. I hope this has brought some insights, maybe what you're going through, what you got going on. As always, if you love this podcast, it means the world. If you share it with a friend, tag me on social media, repost it. But most of all, my love language is rating and reviews because a bitch loves some validation. Okay. So if it wouldn't be too much of an ask, I would love if you could leave a little rating review and validate the fuck out of this podcast for me because it really... After hitting 200 episodes, I'm like, I'm just going. I'm just going for it. I'm, there's no stopping. I've invested everything I have into creating the podcast course for those of you who want to start your damn podcast. I'm leaning towards launching the podcast agency because I really want to be a full in-house you know, agency where we, we get you going. We put you on the right track. We send you the equipment you need. We have, you have that support within us and the team to really grow and scale, connecting your voice to your brand and just expanding your message. Cause I know you have things on your heart that you want to share. I know you've got some wisdom and expertise in there, very deep that maybe no one gets to hear. Podcasting can be the platform to take you to the next level in your life or business. I don't know. It's changed the game for me. I'm just saying, as always, I'm sending you so much love. Go out and do some things, make some changes, take what you needed from this podcast and leave the rest. Giving back is easy. Leave unscripted your five-star rating and written review. 
I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. 